Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. Bonjour everyone, this is Melody with French-Canadian News. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. We'll start with the New Hampshire Association of World Language Teachers Conference that happened over the weekend. Notable speakers included Kathleen Stein-Smith of the AAFL-FC podcast, our own Jesse Martineau, host of the FCL podcast, and the Franco-American Center in Manchester, New Hampshire. The speakers spent the day presenting various projects and ideas they're working on to promote French language education. Plus, Martineau introduced more people to L'Association Fleur de Lys, which is a collaborative network of French heritage people who focus their efforts on expanding the French-Canadian and Franco-American story. Check out the latest issue of Le Forme, full of interesting articles including articles by two attendees of the Young Franco-American Summit. Check out Ne Pour en Petit Pan, a class analysis of Maine's Franco-American community by Timothy St-Pierre. His thesis goes over the generational wealth gap among Franco-Americans in Maine and digs into the history of working in the mills and more. Then check out Silent But Visible, French Canadians on Stage and Screen by Patrick Lacroix. This article goes over the visibility of French Canadians in early 20th century films and how the Canadian North was portrayed. For a fun video series en français, you have to check out Les Aventures d'un Québécois, hosted by Luc Treponnier. In his latest episode, capsule number 17, Treponnier talks about different French sayings in Quebec. Be sure to also check out the whole series if you haven't already. Next up, we have an article écrit en français in Leur Devoir by Patrick Lacroix titled Retoire sur l'épopée franco-américaine, a look back at the Franco-American epic. What does it mean to be a Franco-American? Does it involve speaking French? And does the language create the culture, or is the culture able to stand on its own? Check out what Lacroix has to say in this thought-provoking piece. Speaking of Lacroix, check out his latest post en français on his blog, Queer the Past, titled Retoire sur l'histoire politique franco-américaine, a look back at Franco-American political history. Following the publication of his book, Tout serait possible pour nous, une histoire politique des Franco-Américains, 1874-1945, Lacroix takes a look at the political history of Franco-Americans and why this history is so important to uncover. Modern Francos is back with a new post titled, How the Remarkable Stories of These Acadian Women Became Unexpected Legends. The stories of Evangeline and La Saguine remain strongholds of the Acadian culture and the history of the expulsion. But why are their perspectives so significant? Check out my thoughts and full analysis in the post. Speaking of Modern Francos, follow me at Modern Francos on Instagram. So far, I've posted a series of photos of Franco-American sites in Manchester, New Hampshire. Moving on to podcasts, check out Dawson Revisited, Episode 2, Developing Communities with Abigail Smallwood. Listen in as Daniel Moreau speaks with Abigail Smallwood, Community Development Coordinator for the City of Biddeford, Maine. Moreau asks, how are mill cities developing today while adapting to their industrial history? And what are some of the challenges Biddeford faces? Next up, check out the AAFLFC podcast with Kathleen Stein-Smith as she interviews Dr. Patrick Lacroix about the relationship between Quebecers and New England Franco-Americans. Listen in as they discuss expanding the French language and simple ways to pass down the language and culture. That's all I've got for you this time. Everything I've covered today will be linked in the French-Canadian Legacy podcast episode description. Merci for listening. Thank you, Melody. Now, this week's guest was actually a guest that was recommended by a listener. One of the, now, one of the biggest 
issues that has come up time and time again, of course, when I was in Quebec and has been a topic, talking point for many, many years, of course, is Bill 101. And this year, the author who wrote the book that actually won the 2021 Political Book Prize presented by the National Assembly is Frederick Lacroix. Now, Frederick wrote the book, Pourquoi la loi 101 est un échec, or Why Bill 101 is a failure. So obviously, it's a pretty controversial topic, but it was an amazing opportunity. Somebody I have saw on TV quite a bit while I was up in Quebec. And what was particularly special about this interview is this is the very first time that Frederick Lacroix has given an interview in English on the subject, something he, again, never done before. So taken, he's taken kind of a leap for us, which was awesome. Just an amazing opportunity to be able to have that uh, conversation with him about Law 101 and all the other things dealing, um, the very lot of the controversial topics uh, dealing with the issue of language in the province of Quebec this uh, currently. So again, the guest this week, the author of the book, Pourquoi la loi sans un échec, or Why Bill 101 is a Failure, Frederick Lacroix. I did want to ask one thing, because behind me, no, obviously nobody can see right now, but I have the logo for the GeoTour behind me right now. So what we have organized, myself and my, the producer and another friend of ours, we organized like a, a tourism through geocache where you stop at a number of sites in New England that are significant to the Franco-American story. It's very fun. We've partnered with the government office in, in Boston, the Quebec government office in Boston, um, and the Museum of Working Culture down in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, which is a French-Canadian history museum is all that is, uh, to pull off this where you can visit 25 different sites in New England that have that are significant to the Franco-American story. So I'm curious, have you spent any time in New England yourself? I have to say no. <laughs> so I'm ashamed, but uh, the truth is no. I'm a typical Quebecer in that sense. I've come across this book sort of yeah. by chance because sure. I sort of know... I've been invited on Robin Philpot's podcast, which is the editor. Yeah. And so I sort of knew that he's, he published this book and uh, it has a great title. So I wanted to read it. Very compelling, um, absolutely. Yeah, I, I learned quite a few things in that book, but you know, the interest is recent. So sure. it, it, it's not long standing. It's not something that I grew up with. Uh, it didn't exist, you know, in my mind, uh, it's the States, right? There's no French speakers, or, you know, there's nothing uh, except right. uh, pizza and uh, Randall <laughs> <Fonds or>, uh... <laughs> Yeah. No. Well, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but, in, you know, uh, so the, the, the realization of you know, the, the, the cultural significance and richness of the Franco-Americans is, is, to me, is recent. So I think maybe I speak for many, many people. No, that's interesting. I got to tell you, I spoke to a young man uh, recently. I mean, just kind of give an idea um, who's, who's Franco-American from Moonsocket, and he just talked to me about the very first time he came to Quebec and how 
know, it was almost like a, an emotional experience it was for him to be here. He just felt like this place was was like almost home. It felt right to be to be able to visit Quebec. And so quite a few of us still very much have an attachment to this place, for sure. And if you ever find yourself in Manchester, I can make sure you have a tour of the entire city in French. That will not be a problem. I would love that. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.